The idea for this bookmark, my God, because I, I love to research words. I love to dig in and use words. Flesh becomes words. I love what you're doing here. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, this is an action-packed story which explores the nature of intellect, soul, and science, and uh, how the constant interplay of words from three parts of our being, DNA in our body, poetry and literature in our soul, and God's Word in the Bible, in our spirit, make up the thought life of four characters who are struggling to believe which words can they trust, because really, that's our life. You know, we're in the end, we all become words, right? We become the words that we say or the words that people say about us. Well, the importance of this book is is set right here in this AI generation where people are going to a computer to create the words for them. And I don't know what that's going to do to the human imagination. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And this is, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned uh, AI because here what we have is really the application of biotechnology to the to AI in the sense of a man saying, okay, I can uh, actually preserve your mind by, because he's discovered that our thoughts are located in DNA. And uh, just as though, you know, we know that now people are able to preserve hearts or different body parts to try to prolong their lives. But the one missing element, of course, is the mind. And so this is what sets things off to where it really shows that what people are trying to do is outside of what god really intended and has given us is the ability to <clears throat> have you know our own individual minds is it, it, like he he's in in this world it's like it's through the natural trying to accomplish something that god has already given us mm. when you speak of the words or the way that we write uh, being part of the dna did that, that that reaches actually well beyond just reading shakespeare or bringing shakespeare to life on a stage i mean because i i find inspiration in mark twain i find inspiration from all of these writers but 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 i mean you're talking about things that are in the dna well this is what the you know in the fiction of the story of yeah. course is that uh, there's an ability, once this uh, biotech entrepreneur, Dr. Richard Dixon, has been able to isolate our thoughts in our DNA, well, then he also encounters another character who's uh, Dalton, this is his name, Dalton Hayes, and he has a technology which enables you to actually translate that language, which is a biochemical language, uh, you know, ACs, Ts, and Gs, but he takes it and says, well, what if we were able to translate that into actually words? And so the written language. And so <clears throat> by doing that, that actually enables uh, them to take words from authors who are now gone and considered, you know, only present in their written works and then trans and then bring them back to life in by translating those words back into the DNA. And, and that's where their efforts are to say, well, maybe we can bring their souls back to life because they poured their souls out in their words so if we in the natural can bring it back and just as we can preserve the thoughts of living people we can splice in just as they do with genetic engineering techniques dna from the complete works of say shakespeare and that's how there's an effort to say well why don't we instead of you know 
putting on Shakespeare, you know, plays with other people. We'll we'll just bring them to life and put them on stage in Las Vegas. <laughs> but you're right about that. As writers, we do pour our souls into it. I've been a daily writer for 30 years, and and it's a in my my thought process isn't having you know somebody you know redesign my mind, body, and soul, but it's to speak to a future reader. I always do a dear future reader kind of a conversation. Right. And, you know, Flesh Becomes Words is, uh, it, it is a, a story um, that has really relevance for so many different people. I mean, I consider it as a, it's also, it's a, it's a gateway book to the Bible, in instance, mm-hmm. or if you're a believer that life sciences and modern day biology has already disproven the existence of God, the validity of the Bible, you may see the word of God in a different light, because what happens here is as technology often continues to go on and on and on and, and, and continue to try to push to solve more things. What, what happens in the end here of this book is that <clears throat> when at, in this effort to bring these writers to life, what they discover is the only way that they can actually bring these words to life is they have to the one book that they had not yet uh, translated back to the DNA was the word of God or the Bible. Yeah. And that's where it gets controversial because it's then they're discovering, well, this is the, we're creating like the genome of Jesus here, yeah. the DNA of God, and we're putting it in. And that's, what's going to bring uh, these writers to life. And they get carried away with it. Right. Cause just like any <laughs> kind of like a modern day Frankenstein, right. He's like, <laughs> he's, you know, in this case it's with AI and biotechnology bringing, we want to bring something to life. And that's always sort of, isn't that really always where man is always headed? You know, that we want to live forever. <laughs> we, we just can't face the fact that there's death. Meanwhile, we already have the answer. You know, that this is eventually what's concluded is everything tried to be accomplished in the natural has already been done, has already been provided for us. Because the word of God is really, it really in some ways can best be represented rather than being a book as yep. being the DNA of Jesus. That when we take it into our spirit, it gives life to a spirit that was given to us by nothing, by no doing of our own. We, When we believed in Jesus, it's like that came into us and then, but it, it lies dormant unless it's fed. And you know, and then we live out of our flesh. We live out of our minds, and we don't really experience what God always intended for us. He didn't give us a rule book. He gave us a way to experience a new identity. And so, this is what eventually, you know, this is one of the underlying themes of the book. But instead of, you know, a lot of times, like nobody wants to, who's especially not a believer, doesn't want to be preached at. They're tired yeah, of hearing this. Yeah. You hear people saying, "Well, this is a fiction," and but I think. You know, this is a novel, and it's it's entertaining to read it. It's uh, and it's something where maybe you can see the word of God cast in a different light, and maybe see it something as different than being a book. I really, it, it is not really a book. I mean, it's uh, it's words that. I think the thing is, is a lot of times if you read something with your, if you read it with your head, it's dead. I mean, if you read it with your heart, it comes to life. And it really was intended to come into our heart and then when we believe it and then come out of our mouth is words that we speak. And then these words are different than any other words because the words from God spoken in faith actually make things happen. They bring about things. I would love to see your personal notes on this, how you were able to break this down, because everything that you've got in this book, this is careful thinking, research and time. You had to create space in order to make this work. 
Well, you know, it's a it's a life work. It really is. And I think the thing with this book is I, I'm telling you, I when I was all goes all the way back to when I first became a born again believer in Jesus Christ in 1986. I was studying the Bible with yeah. a grad student. And uh, we came across, a, you know, let's looking at the dogma of DNA becomes RNA becomes proteins in the Bible verse, John 1, 14, and the word was made flesh and yes. dwelt among us. And there was a connection there between, well, hey, you know, this sounds like what happens with DNA. You know, it becomes proteins. It's words that become protein. And so at that point, I mean, this is so long ago, I started, I hammered it out on a typewriter, like one page. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how long ago it was. But but the thing is, is throughout, I, I, you know, went on to work as a biotech writer, you know, a life science writer. I interviewed hundreds of research scientists and wrote about the research they were doing during the Human Genome Project and all this. And I started to see these, like, parallels. And, and I was like, wow, it's, you know, here we're now discovering that, like, DNA, which is such a, you know, focus of, you know, if you know anything that's going on in like medicine and, mm -hmm. you know, our, our trust is in, has been put as a society so much in science. We must trust the science. We hear that all the time. All the time. And D DNA is the heart of that, like of what is at the center of what we believe life is about. But it's really a language. And the thing is, is it's what it, that's where this concept of sci spy came to me, where science there's always this controversy, you know, there's always this like science has disproven God, you know, no, it, what it is, is that it, God has put it out there as a metaphor. It's a metaphor that is driving people to say, why don't you just come over and see what I've already <laughs> done for you, the word of God. I mean, and, and so the thing is, is with, <clears throat> with, uh, so, so yeah, as you're saying, this took me, uh, I, I've been working on this book for, oh my gosh, like, I, I mean, I didn't really, I, for about 30 years, I, I sort of dabbled in it, and, uh, but then I got serious about it when, uh, in the last two or three years, and really put it together, because it takes, you know, you've got to put time aside and really be dedicated to, to writing and stuff, but it is a compilation of really, um, you know, all, I believe like all the things like happening in my life, just so that, because I think it's so important right now that, that, you know, the word of God is what's happening right now. Think yes. about where we are in history. Yeah. If you go back 20 years ago, you could have never envisioned that people would be walking around with phone with, with these devices yep, you know, or yep, phones right yep. which give them constant access there's no excuse for not having access to the word of god right it's like you can hear it spoken you can hear it you know you can read it you can't say you don't have availability to it but really if you think of what's happened since the the first book that rolled off the printing press of gutenberg right in the 14th that was the bible and then since then just flooded has been information right for what purpose to drown it out because it's the one thing that really can save us and and give us like all their, their promises that god wants us to have he wants us to basically say look i want to put my dna into you right. and give you an identity in christ yeah Oh, I love where your heart is. I really do. Are you podcasting or anything? Because your, your speaking voice is something that can get in there and create different mindsets as well. 
No, I'm not. I, I actually am doing a number of uh, podcasts and radio interviews over the next uh, three, four weeks. Um, so I've been pretty uh, busy with that, trying to really promote the book, because this being a debut novel, it's yeah. like I've learned so much. I mean, it's like it's it's not just you know sometimes you see people like and you're like oh if i could like i kept thinking like once i finish this once i finish this yeah. it'll be well that's the beginning of everything you know i really need because it's just trying to create an awareness to other people of the of the book um right now so that's really promotion and marketing has been one of the uh, areas where I'm I'm focused right now. Wow, Stephen Furtick just recently talked about that at Elevation Church. You know, when when you say and he, except his was one day when okay then okay one day when and and so he's trying to get people to understand get rid of the word when because you're never going to reach it and and turn it to one day when and I think that this is a situation where you put all of your passion and your love into it and you are winning because you made that decision. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I I believe in it. I really do. And I, I believe that, you know, it, it, it's not so much like, as I said, you know, I would be to me, it, the victory is if people would pick this book up who would say, you know, I'm, I'm going to read this because this is sounds like a compelling novel and a story. Yes. I'm interested yeah. in it. Yeah. But I don't, you know. At the beginning, they're like, I've already ruled out like the Bible. I'm, I'm again, because people are so defensive. You know, one of the things about <laughs> fiction and it's like they say, you know, to start reading fiction, you have to have a willing suspension of unbelief. Mm-hmm. So you start out and you say, OK, I, I understand this is fi-. so I, my like I said, when you say about winning, winning would be if people would put, pick this up and be able to see the word of God in a new light, that it really is something, it's a gift, just yep. as the, just yep. as Jesus was a gift to us. Yep. The word is a gift to us. And I mean, we live in a time, if you take in, in terms of history, of really great benefit. I mean, we live in the age of grace, you know, and so, God, everything is about us being able to receive, but it's like we're we're so bent on like having to do it ourselves. And and really, this is sort of the the conclusion of the book is after all this happens, you know, the one of the con- the conclusions of this book is that you know we're so caught up on our thoughts are so important, they're so meaningful, but really there's no original thoughts. There's thoughts, go, <laughs> thoughts are things circulating around that are either evil or good. And what the decision is, is what thoughts we take to put into words. And we don't know which ones to choose unless we have something guiding us, which is the word of God, which discerns out and tells us, okay, don't say that one, say this one. <laughs> and then the things we say actually bring about the outcome of our life. So we have no reason to get upset if like things are going bad. And we've been saying all the time, all things are so bad. All things are so bad i'll think well okay you just said it or the other way you know if we really see and speak words that are truth which are usually that things are there's god longs to bless our lives and so if we would see that that that's really the intention then we really you know don't have to go to all the we, we we just can't for some reason people don't want to receive just they just want to be able to do it themselves and you know even in the writing of this book though i mean it's like 
I'll admit, you know, there's, you know, you do have to put in like efforts and things, but it didn't feel like I was, I never wanted to be writing it saying, you know, oh, I'm just trudging along and doing oh. this. I had to do it <laughs> under the sense of like, you know, okay, I, I, it's a privilege to do this. It's wow. a privilege to be able to have the time and then, you know, to be able to sit down and to be able to actually write a novel, which is something that I had always wanted to do. Wow. Mark, you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future. Please know in your heart, the door is always going to be open for you. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate talking to you, Arrow, and uh, I, I thank you for the opportunity. I look forward to, uh, you know, hearing the your podcast and uh, um let me know uh, if there's anything else you need or, or about this or, and I, and I, I just encourage your listeners for, to look up flesh becomes words by Mark Springer on Amazon. And uh, it's available there as a Kindle book uh, or nice. paperback. Um, it's also Barnes and Noble, other places. And I really, I, I think it's something that, you know, it, it, it's something not only would it be entertaining, but it's something unlike a lot of things you can continually talk about. These are questions and yep. things that really we've lost like the ability to like have uh, you know, art where we can discuss it and continue on beyond just sensation, <laughs> you know, meaningful topics that we can talk about and, and really make differences in our lives. Wow. Like I said, I love where your heart is. You be brilliant today. Okay, Mr. Mark. All right. Thank you, Errol.